my kids great till they gotta be great. I just sucked a three-year-old's dick. Turns out I'm a pedophile on Little St. James. Right off the bat. Okay. Uh, I do love that song. So can I open the show by playing a song for you guys I recorded last night? Yeah, as long as it's not copyright or anything. I don't think it's copyrighted. I'm just going to let everybody know I haven't heard it yet, but I don't like it. This is a Ben Avery (laughs) and Sam Sawyer original, right? Yeah, me and Sam made this last night. Right, because the police kept showing up, and I had to tell them that no, nobody was... uh It was like an 18 minute no, song. No. We will watch Deadpool. Hope him thinks it's cool. We will smoke some weed. Then we'll do the deed. And I give my dad feast upon the cat. When I say the cat, I mean my mom's gash. Game for my mommy. Game for my daddy. That goes on for 15 more minutes, doesn't it? <laughs> wow. You want to start the pot? What'd you guys think? I, I was just imagining like like fat kids like moshing to this. Like they're mm-hmm. throwing hands and like they got glow sticks and shit. Yeah. Like they're just going buck wild like a Fugazi show <laughs> yeah. in 1987. Yeah. 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 Like uh, in uh, what's what's that movie with Robert Downey Jr. and Jack Black? Iron Man. No. Kung Fu Panda. God damn it. Tro- Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder. Remember Jack Black with the fat family at the beginning? Right. Like all a whole sea of people that look like that. <laughs> With glow sticks at the concert, just fucking moshing, right. and killing each other, and stomping each other until it's just blood, blood and bone, and right. blood is spraying across. One, the one stage. of the kids falls down and just gets like his bones shattered, as like fat guy, like they're throwing rascal scooters around. Yeah. Kevin, do not edit my song out. Piece of shit. I I wouldn't dare. Oh God! They're gonna know I'm dumb. Welcome to Brain Welcome to Brain Gel, everybody. The devil just came all over our recording equipment. Welcome to Brain Gel. <laughs> I'm Kevin singing across from me is Jason Wayne everywhere on a Whataburger employee shirt that he did not uh, get from working there. It was an insult for asking. I right. apologize. <laughs> and on the ones and two is the uh, 
I, I mean, just the Da Vinci of autism, uh, Benjamin Allen. Hey, how's it going, guys? I'm running on three hours of sleep because I had a panic attack at five in the morning last night. Hell so yeah. So it's going to be a hell of a fucking episode. <laughs> my doll. Kevin, how are you doing today, my friend? Uh, I had a... Um, I had a fucking headache that was brutal. I, uh, I, you said I, only caffeine fixes headaches. Well, it uh, it is an active ingredient in fixing your headaches. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's what, uh, like a uh, <laughs> little tip for the audience. Right, if you're ever having a headache, chug a Monster Energy. Mm-hmm. Well, I would say mm-hmm. yeah, just get some coffee or you know, uh, <laughs> you know anything. A caffeine pill will will also do it. It works. Yeah, I don't. Have you ever taken a caffeine pill? Oh yeah, I got some in my car. Too much caffeine. Not enough. That's why you can't sleep, dog. I don't take them. I just have them. You just have them. You yeah. just hold. Whenever you're tired, you just hold a caffeine pill and look at it. Kevin just likes yeah. them because they're red. Oh, yeah, that's okay. Right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and your melatonin's a blue pill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And every night before you sleep, you you hold both in your hand and you go, which one do I choose? And I, I keep going do I, red. Do I take the red pill. I go down the rabbit hole. Yeah. And I watch feminist cringe videos until I'm mentally retarded. Yeah. No, it's usually like video game, uh, you know, videos. Like I watch other people play video games. That's real hot. Yeah. It's That's funny when you ticket. catch yourself in a three hour cycle of watching somebody else play a video game you don't even have. Yeah. And you're like, what is what is my life? Yeah, what's what's going on here? Just put a gun in my hand so I can end this. Yeah, already. yeah, it gets uh, it can get pretty bad sometimes. But uh, no, I, uh, I I you know I I only take the caffeine pills if I can't get some coffee. The idea of Kevin like trying to kill himself in Duck Hunt. <laughs> or like some arcade game at home is so funny to me. Oh, it's it's a kid who goes into like a VR machine, like a duck hunt game, and he just immediately blows his brains he out. Me- he kills. He shoots the dog in the head, right. and, and then blows his head off. He shoots the dog in the head, like jerks off over. Everybody's watching him play the VR. He's like, oh, I forgot that it was virtual reality. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize I was streaming, and I'm just looking at porn. <laughs> Just jacking off. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin's a Twitch streamer who just beats off. To that's the new thing is watching pe- someone watch porn. Right, but you don't even get to see the screen. You just get to see the LED light <laughs> cascade off of their face as right. they just they are the, as they're cross-eyed looking at the monitor. Right. Oh fuck! Oh fuck! <laughs> Shit! No, I don't oh. like this one. Oh, oh thanks! For, uh, th- th- thanks for the Bitcoin, homie. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh, th- thanks, man. Yeah. Hey, good to see you again, Roger. Thanks for. <laughs> Joining the, the live stream. Fuck. Oh, shit. Uh, who framed Roger? Who fucked Roger Rabbit 69 just donated five Bitcoin. Thanks, man. Thanks, bro. Appreciate right, it. Now I'm going to come on this drawing of the prophet Muhammad as you guys requested. Oh, man. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. A come tribute to the prophet Muhammad. <laughs> that would rock ass. And then a drone missile just hits our garage. Yeah, you're just beating off on the outline of what a, the Prophet Muhammad is supposed to look right. like. Right, and I just draw Lizzo. That's my <laughs> version of the Prophet Muhammad. <laughs> I wonder why they can't. You can't draw the Pro- Prophet Muhammad. Well, because they don't. Bizarre. They don't like idols. They don't. They don't want uh, you to have an idol of the Prophet Muhammad because they don't want you to be able to worship an image. Maybe he was just like an insanely fat guy. That's it. Yeah, that's that's really it. That's one hundred percent it, and it's that's like, why they kill people over it. I mean, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Huh. It really, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, what a great religion! Right, it's a solid, uh, solid religion. Yeah, we were talking about the other day where it's like if you look at like major religions, it's like, well, Jesus, you know, he might have like taken some money and like had sex with prostitutes. It's like, well, Buddha, you know, he yeah. he was really fat and. Uh, 
he got titty fucked a lot. He got titty fucked a lot. And then you're like, you know, all of them have some flaws. And it's like, oh, yeah. And, you know, Muhammad was a uh, warlord who was also a pedophile. Uh, yeah. So, you know. Yeah. I think he yeah. married his daughter at age six and waited until she was eight to rape her <laughs> because yeah. he was chivalrous. I right. swear to God. Because he's a gentleman. Th- this is yeah. what this is what a guy told me. Yeah. No, I, don't, a- I, don't, I haven't read the Quran, everybody. <laughs> I have downloaded it on my PS4 and I'm on level five. Right. You were talking to Johnny Koran, the homeless guy on our corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. There's there's literal like uh, in the Koran. There's like verses that one of us like go behind the cr- the tree and kill the Jew. Like really? legitimately, yeah. they're like, huh? It's a peaceful religion. <laughs> Yep. Like, okay, it sounds like you might have a problem, right? Well, people always came at the Bible for being violent. I was like, that's actually Old Testament, New Testament, you know, which is what the Christians worship is pretty peaceful. Old yeah, Testament yeah. is Jewish, Jewish Bible. Unless you're one part of the true religion of the Westboro Baptist Church, <laughs> right. you know, that's then true. they uh, they worship the wrathful God. You know what's weird is so many women in the Westboro Baptist Church. I watched a lot of documentaries on. So many of them are I really are really banging. Honestly, oh, they're really, really hot. There's some thotties. There's some Dude, there's some fucking thoughties. Fuck in the yeah, there's yeah. some hogs, bro. Dude, Fred, Fred Phelps had that good, good DNA. Yeah, yeah. Got me a fat ass white girl. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. God hates thin asses. Uh, no, but Westboro fat tits. I do church. feel like if if sorry. Ben never got sober, <laughs> sober. <laughs> sorry, uh, if Ben never got so sober, he would just be designing posters for the Westboro Baptist Church and like, <laughs> yeah. like I'm a graphic designer. You're producing yeah. their podcasts. Yeah, yeah. How yeah. about the Westboro Baptist Church? Right? Ooh, is that good? Is that okay, good? Like Baptist that. That's Church. Really good. No, but there's actually. a famous interview with one of the girls. I think it was like Fred Phelps' granddaughter who left the church. Yeah, and it's weird because they're interviewing her she is a 10 out of 10 and it's like yeah? that's all you were thinking about the entire time <laughs> she's like yeah she sure is a hateful bitch but goddamn, uh, you know god be damned you know uh, <clears throat> uh, those titties ain't racist <laughs> Uh, you know those I mean? titties are also racist oh, though, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. her nipples are shaped like little swat stickers mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Why, why were you having a panic attack at five a.m.? Is it because you made that song? <laughs> made, probably. <laughs> okay, so a lot of this is okay. Everybody on the podcast, I have, I have, I want to let everybody know that I have transcended, and I have finally become who I was supposed to be. I am now an Android user. <laughs> I now have an Android. It really sucks. No one can get any text sent to me. I can't be in any group text. No one can FaceTime me. It's really the worst. I I basically don't have a phone anymore. However, I've been playing a lot of PUBG on my Android. (laughs) And I got second place the first time I ever played it. What's PUBG? Is that just trivia? It's like you all, all hundred of you. It's like a Battle Royale style game where a hundred of you uh, are on a uh, parachute into a, like a little land and it's like last man standing out of a hundred people and you just have to loot all these okay, houses. Okay, so it's like Fortnite basically. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a battle royale. So you're, you've become a Fortnite guy. Yeah, but on my Android. <laughs> Not even on, not even on a gaming So you're console. the, I have a theory that every pedophile uses a Samsung for some reason. So you're Why? now, I don't know. It just seems like a phone a pedophile well, would pull out of his you know, um, khaki use, shorts. Yeah, th- just and they just immediately go to WhatsApp. Right, go to whatever WhatsApp. the fuck they text on. Yeah, like he uses all the Russian texting mm-hmm. services and he pulls that Samsung out of his cargo shorts with 85 pockets. It's just covered in like shit and piss <laughs> as he's playing PUBG on it. Dude, I, I got to say though, uh, I've been spending way too much time online for the past 72 hours that I've had the Android and playing video games 72 hours, huh? 
that's the only amount of time you've been spending too much time online yeah (laughs) well now with this phone it's great it's the galaxy note which is awesome it has a little s pen so i can like you know draw stuff (laughs) on my phone and like and like i can play games on my phone you know all those uh, games are actually on they're available for the iphone as well right not not for free yeah yeah they are (laughs) no they're not yes they are no they're not then you've just become a five-year-old kid at a at a I, basketball tournament. I have eight gigabytes of RAM in here. How much do you have in your iPhone, bitch? 16. Do you really? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I thought this phone was superior in every way. <clears throat> nope. Okay, well, I have a wide angle lens. All right. <laughs> gotcha, bitch. <laughs> Got his ass. Like dude. when Kevin's trying to film skateboarders now at the skate park, I'll be so his fun. shit looks whack compared to mine because I got that fucking fisheye going. Right. Right. I mean, I can't argue with that. That's now all my friends look cool when they smoke weed at the skate park because thanks to the <laughs> Samsung Galaxy Note. That's another argument that it's for pedophiles because you can film children at the skate park better from your parked van. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> So, uh, yeah. Uh, so why did you have a panic attack last night? I just think I've been spending way too much time online. And it, I don't know. I started uh, time started moving very quickly and I was very, very tense and I just couldn't sleep at five in the morning. Yeah. And I realized I was just having a panic attack. It's I have it's this weird sensation where everything is moving very quickly, but time also like your mind and your body feels like it's moving so slow that ti- that means time is just flying by very quickly. Right. Yeah. And you can't really think and you're just shaking a little bit. Yeah, you're kind of trapped. Yeah. That's yeah, how I, I think feel. it's a derealization. Do you depersonalization? Depersonalization yeah, or yeah. something or Where you not, kind it's of not you... disassociating, which is another that's when you just go numb. Yeah, uh, depersonalization is kind of like I had a, it was always described to me as like you're like the little alien in men in black, like controlling your own body hmm. or it's like you don't even like you're outside of your body. You're watching yourself operate. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes, this is a derealization <laughs> right here. Uh, yeah, the external world seems when I was really depressed in college, I was going through that where alteration in the perception of it or experience of the external world so that it seems unreal. Yeah. Yeah. When I was incredibly depressed in college, I was going through this like 24 seven where it felt like I was just in a movie. Yeah. The entire mm. time, like objects seem to not even when I talk about it, like talking about it now, I weirdly kind of re-experience it again where I'm just viewing myself as like hands operating in front of like this person watching it and everything yeah. seems yeah fake. It's, it's just a coping mechanism to distance yourself from the world and the reality that you you govern yeah anytime right. i've done psychedelics I, uh, I just remember like like saying out loud like this is just like real life right like, exactly like, it's like and they're like no it is it is real right but you're like on the simulation yeah like, gang you're like yeah. oh man it's this first person yeah. is dope <laughs> and you're just like at the in and out on sunset boulevard <laughs> right. with yeah. Bruce gray you're like, playing the world's worst video game <laughs> yeah oh dude i, I disagree <laughs> you're playing uh, you're well, playing get in and out with bruce gray for the playstation 3 oh dude it's so good um I, dude i even uh i i texted my mom yesterday trying to figure out if i got molested or not <laughs> That's how much I was spiraling yesterday. What the fuck, man? What's tr- going on? I, I'm just trying to piece things together in but my past. Wh- wh- it's like L.A. Noir, except it's just my trauma that I'm like going. I'm like a detective, and I have a flask what, of whiskey. What are you searching? But I have for? a vape, not Lucky Strike. Wait, so you're like you're like asking mom, like, did I get molested? And then you have to judge her face to be like lie or but truth. He, but he can't figure it out because he doesn't have FaceTime anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I can Google chat Kevin, which is actually way better than FaceTime because it's super grainy and the sound is always like lagging way behind the video. Yeah. It's nice too because you can chat with all seven other Google Android users. <laughs> Dude, I tried to piece together like why I 
and Jace, you you can confirm this too. Mm-hmm. Mom said, "Yeah, you were molested. I molested you." Oh, okay, well, this is <laughs> it's a long, long con. You, right? you, um, <laughs> I molested you when you were twenty four. <laughs> so I never, <clears throat> since I was a little baby, I never kept food down for like the first three months. Mom said I threw up everything, and I also wouldn't poop. Right, I didn't poop for. She said like three weeks, and she finally took me to the hospital because I hadn't defecated. And the doctors gave me an enema, mm-hmm. and mom said I went like purple in the face, like I looked like a little little ass blueberry in a diaper. And I still after the enema because <laughs> you were coming so hard. Jace, they called like every doctor in the hospital to see. They were like, "This man will not shit." <laughs> This, this baby, like they were calling everybody in. People were coming in off the street. The press was there. Extra, extra, read all about it. Baby won't shit. <laughs> baby won't shit. Newborn baby gets enema, still holds it in somehow. 9-11 just happened. Also, baby won't shit. Read all about it, folks. Read extra, extra. Um, yeah, there's like a bunch of newsboys there and... Uh, like a cab pulls into the hospital room <laughs> right. and like hey, the I fat heard. governor gets out. Right. Hey, it's me, Jack Ruby. I'm here to see the baby that won't shit. <laughs> <laughs> Tries to shoot you. It's 1992, everybody. It's right. not <laughs> any of the times Jay said it was. It's well, not 9-11 yeah. and it's not the JFK. Right. Yeah, we need to clarify on this very serious part of the podcast. Yeah, that it wasn't JFK um, times. So then the doctor, and I confirmed this with mom, the doctor then took two of his fingers and mm. started sticking them in and out of my asshole. And then you were like, make it three. <laughs> <laughs> I turn around. I'm like, uh, I'll have what he's. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. And so this doctor. Stop. Don't stop the story in the middle of it starting to get real hot. Yeah. Well, well then the doctor. First of all, he's a sick fuck. Well, he was trying to clear your fucking butthole. Well, that, that was clearly like that. He wanted that to be plan A. <laughs> If that's plan B, he wanted. Oh, it you're to saying be plan he gave a. you a fake enema? <laughs> yeah, probably. It was probably just air. That All right, fucking so, bastard. Okay, come on, tell. Probably like, helium. <laughs> so you're getting fingered by a doctor as a three month old baby. Yeah, and like, uh, I mean, I I didn't ask I didn't ask mom how many like knuckles he got in there, but <laughs> he basically like from a baby's point of like as a newborn baby, I got I threw up for three months. I didn't shit. And then someone fisted me right at the hospital, and because two well, fingers is a fist to an adult, I got fucking fisted when I was like two months old. Well, you wouldn't shit. He had to he had to get the shit out. Did yeah, you, then did it, it work? Yeah. So after he did that, then I just shit all over the place. Oh, so it worked. It, I mean, it seems like I think Jace, this has been the running joke, but right. it seems like the longest con to get someone to just stick a finger up my right. ass. <laughs> there, was such, <laughs> there was the Kaiser Sose of gay babies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I started limping out of the hospital and then I just <laughs> walked straight yeah. with a cigarette yep. on a sports car, but you're a baby. Yeah. The Every time trick you go, the baby devil ever pulled. <laughs> Every time you go to the doctor, you're like, I get this headache, man. I don't know. I, <laughs> yeah. It's might be going on a limb, but uh Maybe you should finger my ass. Right. But I'm imagining like uh, baby Ben, like Kaiser Sose style being like, yeah, you know, we used to make coffee beans like this down in Guatemala, you know, worked with a fat guy, big orca fat guy. <laughs> you're smoking a cigarette. You're you're one year old. Yeah. So what else did you learn about yourself? Um, so I was asking my mom about that and I was just wondering why I was just scared to poop and I would never poop. I would hot. I was so I was like, I remember being embarrassed to take a shit. And very scared, and uh, I think I didn't get potty trained until I was like five years old. 
Yeah. Which is crazy fucked up. Yeah. You know, I had a weird thing with going to the bathroom. I think I've told you about this before. I had a weird thing too, Kevin, where I watched, I traced it back to where I came from. I watched an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark when I was really little where there was a monster that came out of drains, like shower drains, yeah. toilet. Like he was a water ghost monster. Right. And I was terrified of the toilet because of that. When I was a little bitty baby, like four years old. Yeah. Because I was worried I'd be sitting on the on the toilet and then the like little ghost monster comes up and like eats my ass or something. That's not no, so I really, <laughs> <laughs> I really was terrified. So what I w- what would happen was I wouldn't go sit on like i wouldn't go to the bathroom yeah for like i fucked my digestive system up so i wouldn't go to the bathroom forever i would go like every two weeks when i was like absolutely about to shit myself and then what i swear to god like i remember oh jace we would all gather around the toilet bowl no no I'm, take a shit i'm getting to that i remember <laughs> the whole dude, family would what? gather around this leads to a whole cycle that really shows how we got fucked up as kids is I would be standing in the closet, like knees, like shaking, held together. Like I'm shaking because I want to shit so badly, but I would hold it in. And then after about like 30 minutes, it would go back up. And then every two weeks I would shit, but I was so, I had so much shit and it was in my intestines for like two weeks. So it was so compacted that I would multicolored. I would, I would literally like, yeah, it was like fucking Sherbert dude. Like, yeah, yeah. um, I would shit and I would clog the toilet and then my fucking family, I would go to my dad. I'd be like, dad, I clogged the toilet. And my dad, instead of being like, hey, what's going on that you're clogging the toilet as a four-year-old? Why are you taking these <laughs> gigantic trucker shits? Instead of like taking a second. <laughs> big ass trucker shit. Big ass trucker. Like a trucker with like those stretch um, elastic uh, overalls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it makes me laugh to this day. Right. To think about like a guy so fat he uh, has to shit with a newspaper. That's how fat he is. <laughs> oh, you got to get through the first couple of pages so, at least. So my dad, instead of being like, hey, why are you taking these fat trucker shits and clogging the toilet? He'd just be like, oh, my God, look at this, everybody. Come look. And then they'd all laugh. Everyone would file into the bathroom. Literally, the whole family would file in and then laugh at my shit. So then I would get more. I didn't want to go to the bathroom more because I was like, well, now, first off, I'm a scared of a water monster. I'm a scared. I'm a scared. I'm a scared of water monster. And second off, I'm like worried that I'm going to get fucking roasted for clogging the toilet. So this yeah. went on. <laughs> oh, God. Jace, when I look back, that might be the only time I've ever been happy is looking over the toilet bowl at your monster <laughs> shit that wouldn't flush. Yeah, and I would be like, stop it, guys, stop. <laughs> Man. Um, and then so what What happened was because of that, like that went on until I was about maybe 12. And then I was like old enough to be like, okay, I'm going to like work on this. But yeah. by then I had changed my digestive system so where i was only shitting once a week like i just trained myself to that not is not good it's not good it took me like yeah. it took me literally till i was about 18 until i got normal again and it really really fucked me up especially when i was like a fat kid yeah and then you're clogging the toilet and everybody's laughing at you clogging the toilet and you're a fat kid it's like it's, it was brutal dude it really was dude, i wonder if that's Holy where shit. i learned to like make fun of you was because of that because then i would tease you like relentlessly right well i mean that was shit. that was your survival mechanism as the family but it, it was just it's kind of an, an a weird illustrative thing because literally my dad could have taken one second to be like hey man what's going on and then i would have been like i'm scared of the water monster he'd be like hey buddy there's nothing to be scared of okay you can just go to the yeah. bathroom and then like years of trauma holy shit would be avoided but no nothing like that man you guys are fucked up <laughs> we, we really dude are. i think dude. i got fucking molested you didn't get molested <clears throat> say tell that to the lubbock state hospital <laughs> 
You have to. See, sometimes you got to get well, fingered. We did, yeah, we did shit. take you to Penn State to go to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Penn State Hospital. They just take me to prison. Yeah, Dr. Sandusky. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yeah, I, I remember you met Jared from Subway. You were really mm-hmm. into his big pants for a while. <laughs> you were inside of his yeah, pants. Right. He would lay me in one of the footlongs. Oh, dude, imagine like, a, and a, and a fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'd swallow you in the big pants. Oh, yeah. that's how he kidnapped kids was he would just catch him in the big pants yep. like a big butterfly net. <laughs> just like a big net. He's running through a field <laughs> catching babies. Like the pants are his pokeballs and mm-hmm. the Pokemon are children <laughs> that he's going to molest. Oh, yeah. I wonder if the stork is like a metaphor for Gislaine Maxwell. Mm. Wow. I, mm. I doubt it. I bet it is. The stork is a metaphor for Gislaine Maxwell. That's right. Well, you know, you could. You, she's moving. She's moving the kids. Who's Gislaine Maxwell? She was uh, Jeffrey Epstein's, Epstein's pimp. Oh, okay, Jeffrey Epstein's okay. bottom bitch. Yeah, she was. She really was his bottom bitch. Yeah. yeah. She kept all the. Uh, I wonder, though, is like you hear so many stories like in like German mythology and fairy tale type stuff of like older creepy men coming to like take children and like cut their thumbs off that they suck their thumb the pied piper are not like the pied piper but it's like little children if remember if you suck your thumb garden style will come and he will chop your thumb off (laughs) and it was always like a creepy old man i wonder how much of that was based in just children getting abducted by men and that became that was such a common thing back then in like the 15 1600s well, that the mythology became mm-hmm. a creepy type character yeah. who would steal children away in the yeah, middle of the night. Uh, the uh, the pedamorphosis <laughs> by Kafka where a man wakes up as a pedophile. Right. <laughs> it was a Gregor Samsa was a pedophile and then mm-hmm. one day he awoke to find that he had become a child. Ah! <laughs> Everybody's trying He's on Epstein's island. Right. Everybody's trying to molest him. <laughs> Gregor Samso <laughs> awoke from fitful dreams to realize he was a child. <laughs> uh, he just starts jacking off immediately. Right? Yeah. It's like if you got turned into a girl, he's just like feeling his tits and stuff. Oh, dude, that's the dream. You know, that's the real dream. If you got turned into a girl, and I know this is the most we're 17 conversation of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you fuck a guy? Yeah, for sure. Damn, you gay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got a real bombshell for you guys. What's that? Uh, so uh, I do this show, Comedian Cinema Club, and uh, very often on this show, uh, you know, you we we recreate movies. So we did Hocus Pocus last night, right? But you'll do it like improv, and everybody's drunk is the premise of the yes. show. Yes, yeah. So uh, uh, I was uh, Thackeray Binks from Hocus Pocus, which is a guy that gets turned into a cat. Oh, right, that guy. <laughs> oh, that guy, and uh, Anthony Decimito. Uh, was the little girl who's like loves the cat <laughs> for the listeners. Anthony Decimito is a three foot tall Mexican gay man who looks like Kirby. Yes. He, yeah, yeah, he's chubby. He's, yeah. he's great. He's he really is. Guy. He really is so funny. He, he starts every set by going up and going. So I'm gay and Mexican. So homo esta. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. People just go. <laughs> it's like, hey. God, I love this guy immediately. <laughs> yeah. Like people start shooting T-shirt cannons. at the improv. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we, uh, we made out on stage last night. Really? Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. Uh, call me homophobic. Fuck you. How long did you guys make out for? Uh, how long was the show? And, it was, <laughs> and, and Kevin, it was a different race, too. I know. I, I made Holy out with shit. a Mexican gay guy. Right. And there also was no races. audience or other mm-hmm. cast members. Well, it was, <laughs> it's called dress rehearsal for a reason, Jace. Uh, no. Uh, yeah, no. I t- it's one of those things. It's fucking improv. So like we're in the middle of it and mm-hmm. like the, the running gag started to be that, uh, you know, that, that he was, uh, that they, the, the girl wanted to fuck the cat. <laughs> 
you know? So it's like she loves the cat so much that she wants to fuck it. And so then like various times throughout the uh throughout the the show, like he was like sucking like like the six nipples or whatever, like <laughs> pantomiming the nipple sucking. Mm-hmm. And then at, at one point, uh like at the very end, like when I he thought I was uh, you know, dead. <laughs> And then uh, I like come, you know, back as the ghost of Thackeray, you know. So then I'm Wackery. Wackery. So then, like, he, like, you know, opens his mouth, like, he's and he sticks his tongue out, like, and, like, starts moving it back and forth. So then I open my mouth and, like, start (laughs) swinging my tongue back and forth. And then, uh, you know, we just at some point intersected. Uh huh. And then all of a sudden I feel his fucking tongue in my mouth. Oh, Jesus, dude. I mean, it was full on SNL style gross out. And uh, I'm proud of you, Kevin. How long? Uh, I mean, uh, 30 minutes top. <laughs> no, it was probably it was probably like two seconds. Damn. I mean, one one thousand two one thousand. <laughs> it was intense. How does it feel to make out with your hundredth guy ever? I mean, you know, I the I I had a I had a confetti cannon. We had a bunch of balloons that came down from the ceiling. You are the one millionth man to fuck Kevin Tinker. Yeah, I fell from the ceiling with the balloon, dude, <laughs> and just land on both of you guys. You were trapped in the balloon. Yeah. <laughs> you died up there. Yeah. Like when one of the dads tries to like come down the chimney of Santa Claus and get stuck. He's dead, dude. Th- <laughs> it's a skeleton and a clown wig just yeah. hits the floor like explodes <laughs> everywhere. I do remember the first time I did I did that show and uh Eric Lampere who runs the show he started it he uh he like uh he like kissed me on stage. Mm-hmm. And I remember telling him after lights, "Hey, uh you know, I don't mind doing the show, but you don't have to like kiss me on, you know, for the show <laughs> like every show." And then pretty much every single show from then on, it's either him or Jackson Banks <laughs> try to fuck me the whole show. And I'm just like, I don't want to be a bad sport about it, you know what I mean? So like I, I'm yes ending, you know, in the show. And right. then afterwards, I'm just like, eh. yeah. And then the, when the show was over, uh, this guy, we're out front, and he, uh, he's like, he's like, man, you really uh, took a lot of hits for the team tonight. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, anything for humor, you know, anything for humor. He's like, yeah, you really, uh, you really uh, took a lot of took a lot of hits. It's <laughs> like, yep, that's right. The guy calls being gay taking a hit. <laughs> yeah. Well, because he knows how uh, fucking straight I am. Right. Man, well, you're I mean? such a you're such a good wingman. Like, let's say there's a woman and her gay friend at the bar, and I want to fuck the woman. You will go and fuck the gay guy to take him out. I uh, love you. <laughs> you know, I love you, Jace. What can I say? Yeah. Just so I can have it. And I never end up fucking the woman. You fuck the shit out of that gay guy, and, though. Yeah, and Jace is well, wearing his trucker shirt, so it's uh, <laughs> I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry the Cable Guy. Yeah, I'm getting I'm getting railed in the ass by a six foot seven black guy with a twelve inch cock. Okay. Yeah, and then I go easy. Uh, <laughs> what? Kevin's getting then, fucked by Dominique Wilkins. Yeah. And okay, then I'm back. And, <laughs> and then I look over at Jace and uh, she's just there spread eagle. And she's like, oh, God, Jace, I'm so fucking horny. And you're like, I don't know. I'm really looking for some long term. <laughs> and I'm just in the corner going, oh, 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 God. Yeah. I, yeah. I love you, Jace. Hey, Kevin. She wants to have kids one day, so I'm not going to fuck her. Yeah, sorry. So yeah, you're like, well, I got to make this guy come. I'm already here, so I don't want to be a bad guy. Here's my here's my here's my impression of Kevin getting fucked in the ass. Oh, hey! <laughs> <laughs> right when the dick goes in his ass. Oh, hi! 
Oh, hey. <laughs> well, how are you? The Kevin Tinkin signature catchphrase. Uh, tip of the morning to you. <laughs> tip of the morning. Take tip a big, of the morning. Take a big drag off your jewel. Howdy, oh, friend. Yeah. How's it going? Oh, well, hello. <laughs> Just a big pot of dicks at the end of the rainbow. Have you ever got a, a colonoscopy, Kevin? Not yet. Mm, not yet. I feel I, like you're the guy who'd have a great bit for the colonoscopy. Oh, I'm waiting for it. <laughs> I uh, I just gotta, you know, I keep scheduling it. And they keep uh, <laughs> they keep telling me I don't need it, and I'm like, yes, I do. Right. Hey, uh, how about a cereal called Sucky Charms? Okay, and okay. It's, it's just a bunch of like penises and assholes and stuff that mm-hmm. you're eating. Okay, and it, at the end of the rainbow, it's just a big pot of like like cocks and stuff. Is there something to do with the leprechaun in this bit? Oh, hold on. Okay. Hold on. Okay. I think we can crack this. What if there's a movie instead of Armageddon, it's Assageddon, and the song is I Don't Want to Close My Eyes. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to close my eyes. Right. They're like, there's a giant asteroid uh, heading for Earth. The only way... To defuse it is we need the world's gayest man to go up and suck it into his asshole. <laughs> oh, I thought it was just like the gayest guy like has to just go where the meteor's going to strike and get fucked in the ass by it, <laughs> like into the earth. Right, what that's if- what I'm saying is he sucks the meteorite into his ass. Uh-huh. Yeah. What if my buddy is just a, a practice molestation doll? You know, my buddy and me. Wherever I go, he goes. What if Plato has actually come? That's it. Okay, Kevin. Okay, that's a good bit. I actually like that. What if I, facial cream has just come? No, what if, what if Plato's <laughs> what come? If what if everyone's gay? It, what if it comes? I, well, everyone is gay, <laughs> according to some, no, someone, no, no. I got a, a lady I talked to at a party. I got a Plato. Yeah, ladies love saying that. They're like, all guys are gay. It's like, well, maybe you just can't get a boyfriend. Maybe mm. that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about today the amount of, and this is going to really offend our two female listeners that we have confirmed now. Three. Three. I, we have three, three for three sure. Three for yes. sure. Wow. wow. Three for sure, and they all love it. You know what? <laughs> the The only thing that I did. Well, my get, grandmother listens to it, too. But does she, she just, really? She just shakes her head in disapproval <laughs> the entire episode <laughs> in a rocking chair. Right. As she come back to church eventually. I yeah, know it. As she knits an old Confederate flag in her rocking chair. <laughs> I don't care for the bitch at all. <laughs> I still think we should have kept with the original union. Yeah. Our grandma was actually the uh, southern version of Betsy Ross. <laughs> Dear, <laughs> Not quite as famous. De- I, dearest brain jail. <laughs> Please, please stay away from the silly humor, the wacky stuff. However, I do like the racist bits quite a lot. <laughs> please do more Steve Harvey impressions. Sincerely, Judith. <laughs> Warmest regards. Warmest regards, Judith. Judith, Judith Robert Ely. <laughs> We changed our last name when we moved to <laughs> right. L.A. Our original names were Ben Robert E. Lee yeah. and Jace Robert yeah. E. Lee. And before that, it was just Ben Slavery and Jace Slavery. <laughs> right. We're like, well, this isn't going to work out. Yeah. I, I was going to. Oh, sorry, Kevin. Did you have something? No, I was I was going to say, I remember when I first met Ben, I came over. And you know that part in Forrest Gump where he's going over his, uh, his history and he explains that he's named after a right. Ku Klux Klan member? Yeah, like the guy who founded the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah. yeah. Did that happen in the movie? No, but. They name a real historical figure like Forrest. I want to say Whitaker, but that's obviously not right. Like Forrest <laughs> McHenry or something. And it was like one of the real like of like founders of the original Ku Klux. Yeah, oh, yeah, man. yeah. And Ben, I Ben just kept rewinding it and playing it again, and just <laughs> laughing and laughing and laughing. Yeah, cancel his ass. But Forrest Gump describes Forrest it. He goes, Gump. "I was named after a great general who led an army of rebels." Yeah, and then it just shows uh, Tom Hanks in old black and white footage putting on a KKK hat. Yeah, yeah. And then like riding a horse. <laughs> they would town. dress around in a bed sheet, yeah. and run around. <laughs> 
Benjamin, they ben- even put bed sheets on their horses. Yeah, Did he you- didn't care for how fast I was. I was running after a black man. <laughs> this is my friend Benjamin Buford. He gave me an N-word pass. <laughs> so when I'm feeling shrimp, I can say the N-word. Lieutenant Dan, the N-word pass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, he's just teaching him all the slurs <laughs> instead of all the different ways to cook shrimp. You know, you got boop, 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 boop. That's pretty much all the boops there are. Uh, that's good that, shit. That is really good shit. <clears throat> yeah. I was going to say earlier. Um, they got sand. <laughs> they sand got food. Jungle poop. Tar poop. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the beat machine is breaking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, 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 I don't like it. All right. I'll maybe st- I just feel bad. Maybe I do like it, but I feel bad. I don't, maybe I like it, but I don't. What if I didn't? What if I didn't like it? Um, forest, more like Forrest Rump. <laughs> he was a fucking hottie in that movie. Oh, dude. If somebody mm-hmm. made a... No, I, won't, I don't want to bring it up because we can't talk about Trump, but has somebody done a Forrest Trump parody? Oh man! We're just like, on, I just loved Lion. Oh come on, man! I'm trying to get this podcast on the front Please. page of the New York Times. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I for was their, lying for their brave Force Trump parody. You know, God damn! Mama used to say I could lie like the wind blows. <laughs> <laughs> I met a man. His name was Vladimir Putin. I must have drank six Dr. Mm-hmm. Peppers. His, <laughs> his mom in the movie is Roseanne. Right. I believe yeah. he said and, you have to go pee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me and comrade Dan started a shrimp company and it became an oligarchy because of government control in Russia. Yeah, his, his mom, his uh, mom is uh, Roseanne and she has to fuck Jesse Ventura <laughs> to, to get him into like, a high school in New York. Your mom sure does care about your grades, son. <laughs> it's me, Jesse Ventura. <laughs> <laughs> oh god damn that's your great. mom sure does care about your schooling son <laughs> forrest trump i was a frogman in the marine <laughs> <laughs> like when the towers are falling on 9-11 in the movies he's just like now i have the tallest building in new york i had the biggest most beautiful building me forrest trump <laughs> Oh, I did say it. that actually. We yeah, will switch. We that. will switch from Trump right now. Yes, we're not. Ta- we're talking about Forrest Trump. We're talking about Forrest Trump. We are actually doing a bit instead of what Democrats do, and I'm not going to talk about Democrats either, where they just get angry and yell. Yeah. Anyway, wait, what? Like Democrats? Yeah. Like, here's my theory about political humor: is no political humor is funny because you can't be funny about something that makes you too angry. Because oh. the anger just overcrowds the silliness that needs to happen. Yeah, it's yeah, gonna be yeah. more funny than it is angry. Yeah, exactly. We have, we have no loyalty to even to our own lives. No, <laughs> so it's it's nice because we got the full. Yeah, I have no loyalty to, really enjoy to the idea of life. Right. Yeah, I have point. no sides. I don't even have me. Yeah. Um, oh God, we live in a society that's going to be in a bathroom reader. <laughs> you know, ben, the worst part about having a mental illness is people expect you to act like you don't. Yeah. You know who told me that? The Joker. <clears throat> yep. That actually is a moment in the Joker where I was like, "Ah, oh, shit!" I'm really identifying with this right now. When you, you saw they they literally steal one of your your meme drawings. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> You're like, "What the fuck?" Um, I've like lamely said years ago too. I was like, I used to think I I said I like oscillate between thinking my life is a tragedy and a comedy. Right. And then there's that line in the Joker. I was like. 
man, I, I kind of saw. We were doing a character earlier, I Kevin. You'll care, you you won't care for this, but it's him just going like, you asked me if I'm having any racist thoughts. All I have are racist yeah. thoughts. <laughs> it's just Ben dressed as the Joker. Yeah, yeah, yep. One of these yeah. days, so, you guys are going to figure, or Ben will figure out that there are other things. Well, thanks for not lumping me in with that. No, I, you wanted to for a second. You're great. <laughs> you're great. Ben is the real problem. Yeah, I'm bad. <laughs> but uh, you can't, I mean, you can't blame him. He uh, did get uh, finger fucked by a medical doctor. Jace, right, what the child. fuck do you think did happen to me? Because I'm starting to feel really fucked up, man. Right. Hey, what what happened to you when you were a kid or yeah. what happened to you? Well, I'm starting I to think, think about all that shit and why I am the way I am and like why I honestly like, know exactly why when someone hugs me. Do I flinch? I'm honestly I know exactly why you're going through these feelings right now because you I'm not doing a joke. I'm really I not you're doing about a to joke. Say you molested me. Again. Yeah, because I molested you in Joker makeup. Um, no, the reason is you just did Tom Goss's podcast where you seriously talked yeah. about all this stuff. I repress all that shit. Yeah, yeah, you repress all that. I tried to listen to it and the beginning made me so sad I had to turn it off because it just made me think about like you as a kid. Oh. So I, I literally couldn't listen to it. Well, some it gets funny at some point. No, I know, but it was just like I'm like, this is going to make me way too sad. Um, so I had to turn it off. I'm sure it was great. I'm sure it did was, you, but did you ever I'm too listen to Jace's. No, I didn't. I don't want to listen to shit like that. I don't like thinking about who I used to be and who I used to be around. But I will say this. I have been <laughs> I reconnected with an old friend uh, on Twitter uh, who I used to go to high school with like in his 60s. <laughs> what? <laughs> an old friend. Yeah, very old friend, right? He was held back 40 years. We had a we radio. We had a radio type character at our school uh, that Ben uh, was uh, friends uh, with. They had a big falling out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ben stole his radio to listen to Alex Jones broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. You connected with an old friend on Twitter. I connected with an old friend on Twitter and he was like filling me in because he would go back in town from time to time in the West Texas town that we grew up in. And I found I found out all this shit about people. He's like, "Oh yeah, did you hear about blank? Uh, they yeah, they got hooked on meth for like seven years, but now they're fine and they have a kid." And they're like, "Did you hear about? I'm not going to say who this is, but like, did you hear about that one guy who worked at the school? He was one of my coaches. They're like, he had like a secret family and all this shit. Holy shit! Like in a nearby town, he was like having an affair and he like got someone pregnant and was raising the kid, and they finally." He finally got a divorce from his wife because I think she found out. Like years and years and years later, man. And this, these are people that like sometimes made me feel like shit because their whole thing was about like being a man, man of character, right? Like, yeah. Be a man of fucking character, so, Avery, yeah. God damn it! It's so funny they like hit you in your chest. They, it was a coach. He's talking. I know who he's talking about. It was a coach who like hit you in your chest and be like, be a fucking man. It's like you're fucking cheating on your wife and raising a secret family. Jesus. I had like coaches who would get in my face and be like, come on, fuck, be better. I, I do. And then they were like fucking 15 year olds at the school. They later Jesus. got like arrested for it. Yeah, I do. I do want to say, though, that that coach after the first time I did stand up at the talent show for like 250 people and I did really well mm-hmm. my, when I was 16, he pulled me aside like into his office and he was like, you're really you. You have a lot of talent. You should keep doing that. You should do a racist podcast yeah. one day. <laughs> <laughs> so he did give me that, but it's just funny because these people used to make me feel like morally pretty inferior, right? And, um, we, and these are people I was scared of, and I kind of looked up to as well because these are people I knew from the time I was like nine years old until I was uh, graduated from high school. 
Yeah, and that's the dangerous thing about being yeah. a kid is you don't realize people are fucking losers. Like you don't realize all these people you're surrounded by. And then if you're if you're surrounded by a bad batch of adults, when you're a kid, an adult is like a god. It's yeah. like a titan walking amongst you. But but they're twice your size. They're so much smarter than you. But then you grow up and you're like, oh, this guy's just a fucking dumbass. But, he doesn't know what he's doing. But well, all, we're all dumb. You got to realize that nobody has it figured out. But these guys but, were especially dumbass. But, but dude, yeah, I, they were molesting. Jason, kids. I don't even think it's like the parents were losers because a lot of them are like a lot of the adults were losers. But this is like I had no idea this guy had this whole time was living like this King David story, right? It's like crazy. holy shit, this is he saw her bathing on the roof. Tragic. Yeah, this isn't. This is like a mat. This is the biggest fuck up of your life, and you're living in it, and no one knows. I about saw it. her bathing in the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> we come from a white trash town. I saw that ass. I had to nail her. <laughs> And uh, I, fa- I found some shit out about a close friend and their family and stuff that happened. I won't even mention it because I don't want people. Yeah, you told me about but it. You're yeah. not really an ass uh, man, are you, <laughs> Avery? <laughs> Just kind of fucked me up thinking about all these people. And uh, it goes like, like this: uh, the four-year-old, the fifth-year-old, <laughs> the six-year-old, and maybe a seven-year-old. Is this a one-man play right if now? They look kind of young and don't have hair yet. Where I keep talking and you guys are singing in the Pedophile. <laughs> and that's when I realized. Pedophile. Sure, there was tons of meth running around in the town, but Pedophile. at the end of the day, it goes like this: the six, the nine, you <laughs> flirt with the N word all the time, <laughs> <laughs> but you don't feel it, really feel that great, do you? I just blew ya. Yeah, you know, but I it, just blew it is funny because when I started going to therapy, I really, you remember when I started going to therapy, I really felt shitty for a long time. Yeah, yeah. and then you, then you started actually going to real therapy and not the bar called therapy right the well, hottest I, bar in town yeah for therapy. three months i was going to a bar, a bar called therapy and then you're like i'm really improving and myself. then i'm like you know what i gotta get out of here i gotta go to therapy <laughs> and then i just went to hormone therapy for three months <laughs> you keep going to the wrong, <laughs> the wrong therapy and i was like you know what no 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 this is wrong i need to go to therapy and then i started going to physical therapy got my knee healthy yeah 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 yep. and then finally i'm like you know what i need to see a therapist and then i started seeing a sex therapist uh, <laughs> actually that'd probably be pretty healthy what does a sex therapist do? Uh, sex therapy is good for like uh, people that have. Do they just stand there with like me. tinted fingers? It's like an old black pimp, and they're like, "See, the thing I, is about the nut." <laughs> <laughs> I got a they doctorate a, in sexual intercourse. A, a three foot feather in their hat. <laughs> Now, the thing is about coming is uh, that coming is like the poetry of the physical universe. Listen, young blood, you got to. He calls me young blood. <laughs> young blood, you got to take the condom with you. Otherwise, the female is going to go get that shit up her pussy. Brother, you got to understand. It ain't always about the poke. Sometimes it's about the stroke. You know what I'm saying? I mean, don't forget about it. You know, I use this feather to make a woman come just using the various motions and whatnot. And I was able to manipulate that. Air frequencies around her labia. I'm like, can you take out both of your Bluetooth headphones right now while we're doing therapy? That I will not do. <laughs> I am an incel, by the way. <laughs> I, I have, have never had sex. I have, my name is Buddy Love. I have never had sexual intercourse. I, I've actually heard of people going to sex therapists. And I, I knew when I, when I was in college, because I was getting my degree in psychology, there mm-hmm. were a couple of people that were wanting to be sex therapists. And is that like you just help repress people through sex? Or? Yes. Yeah, yeah. You help people out. And honestly, I mean, uh, I... Uh, I, it's a pretty got to be a pretty valuable. See, Ben's leaving because he knows how valuable it is. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, it does. It just essentially just helps people with their, you know, their 
some of that some of those blocks you know, right a lot of those people that uh have it's trouble yeah it's weird intimacy. especially when you're when you're early dating like when you're in your early 20s and you're starting to date people who are also in their early 20s and i never for a while i never had sex with somebody who was like grew up in a place where they were sexually liberated like it wasn't a problem yeah i mostly dated people who were ex-christians i think i just drew that type of person so they also had a real problem like they were horny as hell but they had a real problem being sexual without feeling terrible about themselves yeah gosh it's the worst it, it is probably one of the most long-lasting things yeah. for and people the most like because especially as a man because it's just like if you have intimacy issues or you have problems with that or guilt or whatever it's not like uh you can go buy lube or whatever i mean you can take a fucking viagra or whatever right sometimes your dick doesn't work because your brain's well, like you're gonna go to hell women specifically my first girlfriend grew up very catholic not my dick though <laughs> just if i just want to my first girlfriend grew up very Catholic, and she we didn't have sex for like three months, literally because there's this response that happens to women. And I'm going to sound like an incel when I say this, but it is true, is that there's a response in women who grow up very repressed about sex is when they try to start to have sex regularly, their vaginal walls actually tighten, like in a tense type of way. Hell yeah. Dog. And you can't, you like can't have sex. It's like, it's like trying to put your dick into a brick wall. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. Well, as a man who's done both. <laughs> Uh, I can tell you, it's not ideal. That's what that song Brick House is about to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what the song uh, uh, Ben Folds Five Brick. Right. <laughs> She's a brick and I'm putting my dick in. How about a guy named Ten Folds? Okay. And he's just insanely obese. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a lot of folds. Mm -hmm. That's good. What are you I eating? Don't, I don't know any Ben Folds songs. What, what about Ben know. Folds 500 Pounds? No. Oh. <laughs> Don't eat into the microphone. Yeah, what are you doing? Don't don't eat into the mic. People already got to deal with my dipping noises. You can't eat into it. It's just cashews. <laughs> They're good for you. <laughs> what? Just stop chomping into the mic. Most of our listeners are wearing noise-canceling headphones anyway. <laughs> That's not how noise-canceling headphones Fan, work. Fans of the podcast love to turn the podcast like to, to the highest fucking volume <laughs> in their home, like on speakers with surround sound, and then they put on noise-canceling headphones, and they stare at the speakers vibrating, and yeah. they can understand all the words we're saying. Our fans, That's impressive. Our fans are like that old commercial from the 80s where the guy goes and sits in the chair in front of the sound system, yeah, and it blows them backwards, but they're just playing us doing like Aunt Jemima-type bits. I do like the idea of somebody who's like, uh, you know, the, you know, sometimes you'll have like a uh, you know, an issue like, well, what's a Stephen Hawking? You know, he could think and all that stuff, but he just couldn't talk. Right. Like the majority of our podcast listeners just have no way of communicating with the outside <laughs> right. world. They have locked in syndrome. They're, yeah, their caretakers <laughs> so just funny. put headphones on their <laughs> lifeless body. And like, uh, <laughs> it's like that old clip. You remember there's an old clip from an Alzheimer's documentary? Yeah, yeah. Where they put like the old music on like the old black Dude. guy and he can like suddenly like he lights up. We need to do a parody of yeah, that. Edit that. That would be really Edit that funny. where we're just putting a Tyler Perry bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Turler, Perler. And he's just like, <laughs> he's waking up. He starts crying. He's like, I remember when I, we would listen to this when I was on my front porch. It's the movie Awakenings <laughs> with Mama Robert Day. Hero, but yeah. he's like Robert Williams. Like we figured out that if you let the patients be racist, they actually start to wake up. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, this is a controversial uh, study here, but we found that uh, many of our patients that are in their late eighties who have trouble with uh, Alzheimer's respond to the N word. <laughs> Uh, with probably, higher frequency. That probably uh, is true. Yeah. I had a friend who he had like an, a hundred year old great grandma 
and she was getting like she had like severe Alzheimer's and they would go and visit her in the hospice and literally like, the, the guy who was like in charge of like changing the sheets and like bring her water would like bring her water and she's like now tell that boop to like not bring Oof. me dirty water and he'd be right there and they're like we're so sorry you know what yeah. that is right why because when you're dying dmt diet dimethyltryptyline is started is released in your brain in the last uh months of your death <laughs> and that's when you become like insanely fucking wise and, and you like old, really old ass people in hospice have galaxy brain dude where like light is just shooting in every direction right and that's why they're allowed they're to riding their own brain that's shaped like an elephant underneath <laughs> them yeah Wait, and there's turtles underneath them. <laughs> right. the uh the aliens that everybody universally sees when they do dmt are actually just clan members <laughs> <laughs> the machine elves. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a fucking galaxy brain guy right now. Actually, I would Samsung like Samsung galaxy brain. Yeah, <laughs> Samsung galaxy brain. That's so retarded. Uh, I'm a. I'm, I'm. I would like to announce this on the podcast. Yes. Right now, I'm chewing I'm, cashews. No, I, I am astral projecting. <laughs> this is the first podcast where the host is astral projecting while he's he's hosting. I'm actually on the ceiling right now watching us podcast. You're oh. on Little St. James right now. <laughs> That's amazing. I just astral project to Little St. James. Yeah. Dude, have you ever heard about... Um, I dated a girl... <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. I dated a girl whose... Thank you, Kevin. Whose father claimed... <laughs> I just, I'm sorry. Don't lose your thought. The idea of me learning how to astral project yes. for like a decade you just like right. go to pedophile island. And it's spelled A-S-S troll projecting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you just think you have to like shit like uh, a certain distance in order to leave your body. Mm-hmm. So you think it's asshole projecting. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Say what God, you're the worst say. bit of all time. No, I was going to say good bit. astral projecting. I know. I'm just, I say that to it. I now pronounce you going. Chuck and Larry the David guy. Yeah, or okay. Larry the cable guy. Sorry. Larry the David guy. All right. all right. Let's be gay already. Okay. Okay. Good riff. Guys. Good. All right, on. guys. Let's get serious. No, astral projecting. I dated a girl. Get him was, done. <laughs> instead of get her done. Get him done. Because he's gay now. Right. I don't care who you are. That's gay right there. <laughs> God bless the gay guys that I have sex with in the little pygmies in Africa. <laughs> was your real thing where the cable guy used to say, he's like, Lord, I apologize. God Chase, bless all the little pygmies in Africa. Chase, you know what would be the funniest thing if we found out that out of everyone that flew on Epstein's plane the most, it was Larry the Cable Guy. That would be great. <laughs> I love that. I you've love seen, that so much. For the listeners, if you have not seen, there is a clip of Larry the Cable. I won't say Larry the David Guy. Larry the Cable Guy doing a arm wrestling contest at a football game. Basically, a fan won the chance to like it was like at a Buckeyes game. It's like, hey, you won the raffle. You get a chance to arm wrestle Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> It'll be televised in the stadium. And if you win, you get like a free like car or something yeah. like and that. And of course, 170,000 people like were like, that is my literally the dream. Oh, I have every single it started night. like riot. arm wrestling. Larry it the started cable riots guy. like the town burned yeah. down. <laughs> so they, yeah, it was like the L.A. riots. Like yeah. the whole, the whole cities and ruins. It was Watts. There's Korean store owners with guns <laughs> on rooftops. <laughs> Did Jim, you learn the cable guy? <laughs> so they let me let me finish this real quick. Yeah, so they, they show the broadcast in the Buckeyes game. He's like in a box suite and he's arm wrestling this guy. Where the cable guy snaps the other guy's arm accidentally. Like literally it's like and then the, the arm just folds backwards. No. Yeah. 
Holy shit. Imagine having your arms snapped in half by Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> Did they give you that t-shirt after that happened? <laughs> <laughs> I got my arms snapped by Larry the Cable Guy and all I got was this shitty t-shirt. Yeah, they're like, yeah, we're going to give you this Whataburger shirt, though. Yeah, I think Larry the Cable Guy gave the guy like $30,000. Really? Though. I nice. would hope so. Yeah, yeah. he's worth like, a, he's richer than Bill Clinton. Yeah, yeah he's, Larry he's the very cable well. Guy. That, that guy's got more money than Tylenol. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate that so much. What? <laughs> He's got more money than Tylenol. Who's Those said, little quick old guy quips. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're just like, what the? Why the fuck did he use that as a reference? Right. Just and, like, but he, but everyone pretends what he said was totally fine. Yeah, you know what it yeah, is? I, I can't relate to that at all. <laughs> That's a that guy. Sounds like nothing I've ever experienced. Oh hey, you know what, what you're thinking about? <laughs> <laughs> you know what that guy is? That's a guy who's been working in sales for fifty-five years. <laughs> In it. Sorry, I threw yeah, up. Exactly 55 years. A guy who's been working in sales for 55 years day. and has just every quip for every social interaction that doesn't mean anything, but it's yeah, just it's quick like and Tommy loaded. Boy's dad in the in the movie where he's like, well, I could take you to a butcher and shove a pork chop up my ass, but that doesn't make me a retard or right. whatever. Yeah, and then they're like, you know what's sold? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, you, oh, wait, was it? He said you can stick your head up a cow's ass, but that doesn't make me and li- make me look at a pork chop. That doesn't make me. A, no, it was it was a like a guy of. being like, he's like, how can I know these are qualities? Like, listen, you could get a better look at a cow by sticking your head up its ass. But why don't you just take the butcher's word for it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But my impression is the guy who's high up in the company and he's trying to be like the boss, but he can't do any of the quips. Right. So he just keeps like <laughs> fucking them up incredibly yeah. wrong. Why don't you stick your head up a cow's ass and eat it? You stupid. F- Bitch, fuck you. <laughs> I'm a butcher. Thank you. <laughs> but you take the. You could see me about to say yes, that word. <laughs> you stick your cow's ass up, up your own dick. <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> just in a meeting with like a huge company. Right. <laughs> hey, okay. you know, like, why, why don't we just throw a bunch of cum against the wall, see what sticks inside my <laughs> asshole? <laughs> You're like, it's just a saying, right? Why don't we, you know, run this up the flagpole, see if it goes inside my little daughter's ass, um, let, guys? Just real quick, before we step, you know, we got to get some ideas. We got to really turn the clock on this one. Let's stroke a couple of cocks, see who jerks it. You know, who, right. who blows their load the Listen, first? You know, here's, what I mean? the, here's the thing: if our quote's that far off, maybe we're not getting a fair comparison, like apples to little Chinese. These kids, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, like, yeah, we just got to figure out what's going to get her lubed up. You know what I mean? Whatever's <laughs> going to turn that little girl on. You know, whatever we got to do, guys. Let's uh, <laughs> let's throw some shit against the wall. See what smells right. <laughs> yep. I mean, when it rains, it floods. <laughs> what I say? Did I tell you what? We had a, a a meeting at Apple, and I remember telling everybody, like, do what you got to do to get ready for the day. If you got to smoke meth. Go for it. <laughs> but let's make sure we're giving 100% today. And they pulled me aside like, Kevin, you can't talk about smoking meth uh, in the in the. Team Wait, was that real? Up. That's real. That really? really happened. I got in trouble. You're like, Kevin, can I talk to you real quick? And you go back in the back room where there's just like child, like child Chinese kids, like just little kids just making iPhones. Like, right. hey, Chain Kevin, desk. You really got to watch like your work. Bodies are flying uh, your past the yeah. window. <laughs> People are just jumping out the window. Why you can't really be using that uh, kind of language, you know. Oh, how to get it? Oh, Jimmy! Wait, wait, let me do one. Oh, Jimmy! Do the sushi. I'm just. Kevin, that is so funny. Guys, body head first going past the window. And there's like just Kevin, so your your attitude in the workplace. Do you need an attitude adjustment? Look, we really like. <laughs> We really need you to, you know, keep it more professional around here. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> oh man, that is the funniest thing I've heard in a long. By time. the way, that's pretty much like a, a pretty solid. Like that's, I mean, that is the corporate work environment. Especially 100%. you're working at Apple, and they're just like, we want to give you the greatest service possible. Meanwhile, there's just bodies piling up. Right, you're getting in trouble for not shaking a man's hand appropriately. Right, uh, you ask a man to ter- take his sunglasses off inside at ten o'clock at night. Right. Like we need to talk to you. Meanwhile, a guy's killing himself because he's produced. 500,000 iPhones and then slits his own fucking throat. That's a weird thing that happens at work sometimes. Sometimes they'll tell me like if there's like something going wrong with a job or something, they'll like take me, you know, into the other room. We'll talk about it. They're like, okay, so tell the client just this and this will fix it. And I will just say matter of fact, I'm like, okay, I'll just lie to them. And they're like, no, 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 we're not lying. I'm like, that's what you're asking me to do. I'm like, I'm going to do it right because it's my job and I'm a piece of shit and a coward, but like, we don't have to put all these fancy yeah. words on it. Right. Or they go, uh, how, how, how many are you going to sell this month? How many are you going to sell? Right. And they go, six. <laughs> are you? And they go, uh, five? <laughs> Eleven? And they're just, you're just making yeah, they shit get, up. They get mad at me because they're like, how much are you going to sell? I'm like, uh, exactly my goal. And I'll just say that every time. Like, Jace. And they're like, come on. We can't stop a goal. And then I just always give them more. And I'm just like, don't fucking hold me to a thing. It, it means nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway. May I remind you guys of a quote? by uh, the great John Milton in Paradise Lost. Mm. Do you remember when the devil is in hell with his angels? Mm-hmm. How and can he I says, forget? He says, it's better to be a servant in hell than reign in heaven. Or, or it's better to reign in hell <laughs> than what I say. Completely it's a, screwed. It's the, a quote well, I've been thinking about a lot. Today. Yeah, it's better to reign in hell than serve in heaven. Yeah, because yeah. he's just trying to convince all the fallen angels to stay in hell with him, basically. I do like the idea of you uh, deciding like to live your life based on a quote that you've been misquoting for the last decade. Well, also I, from I, the devil. I found <laughs> yeah. out about the quote, but in reverse today, because someone tweeted, they said it's better to be a servant in heaven than reign in hell. And I was, I've been really thinking about that and how it applies to like the business we're in and like all the jobs we've worked and just every, it put a lot of things in perspective, you know? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Trading a nice life for uh, whatever the fuck we're doing now. Yeah. Having you know? a fun time. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you, did you, you well, know the, the podcast is fun as hell. Yeah, this I mean, this is the highlight of my uh, right. But I feel like week. I feel like sometimes you get addicted to the whole like my life, like just being out here is well, garbage been, and I want to die. I've been thinking about like all those people back home that just like have nice lives. Yeah, but their lives are also not nice. They are also look, miserable and doing yeah, whatever they're look, doing. People, some people are fine doing nothing. Some people are engineered to, I mean, uh, <clears throat> to use a term that <clears throat> you'll understand, Ben. Some people are NPCs. <laughs> uh, that, okay, sorry, I was zoning out for a second, but I'm back. Thank good. No, I mean honestly, and that's. Uh, and do you want to be a joker in an NPC pond? Yeah, wow. I mean, yeah, it's. Uh, but no, I mean honestly, it's the the creative ones are the fucked ones, man. The they're they're the people that want more, that are striving for meaning and purpose and a deeper understanding those are the fucked ones those that's that's why we're fucked because we're fucking think, creative and we want more I think and we want to see a deeper meaning honestly i think it's and this is me speaking galaxy brain i think it's just like everybody is kind of a little bit miserable 
Yeah. You know, and I think a big part of that misery is comparing somebody else because you spoke about it earlier, Ben. Like, you thought all these people had happy lives. Then you go back and you're like, oh, they're living in hell. They have secret I, families. I will say yeah. having a secret family sounds awesome. Actually. No, th- I mean, that's actually cool, though. Yeah, I am I mean, going to do that one day. You got the side bitch and the side kid. <laughs> <laughs> I can just not imagine the I got two panic. bitches to support the kids. The panic I would feel trying to hide a second family would just be too much. That's, I couldn't do it. That's one of my running jokes with my kids every time I leave the house <laughs> i always i tell them that i have a chinese family on the side this is no bullshit just because ben loves the chinese mm-hmm. uh no i really will they're like where are you going dad i go oh, i gotta see my other family <laughs> and they're like <laughs> dad, dad right but i'm like i'm telling you you know kim lee she's uh she's really been bothering me lately you know, <laughs> right. she says i'm not around enough cut to your kids crying in therapy like he kept telling us he had another family <laughs> and i think he really did your kids are doing brain jail too in 20 years <laughs> He's just bitching about I, you. I will say, man, it, it is terrifying. Having kids is, is terrifying. It's really I have a brutal. I know you do. And I, I and uh, I would encourage you to lower your expectations. <laughs> of what? Uh, of me or the child or the world? Of everything. Uh, uh, of everything. Because, okay, I mean. Okay, done. <laughs> I've well, achieved I, enlightenment. I would, I would say lower your expectations of yourself because, and, and like these realizations that you're having are 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 juxtaposed to uh, your idea of something. You know what I mean? Of a of a higher level of consciousness or a higher level of joy or of mm-hmm. meaning or whatever. Uh, just to lower your expectations and be grateful that you have running water and that you are able to right. you know feed yourself daily and whatnot. They, they also talk about the, there's this really good book, and we are now entering serious phase of the podcast. There's this really good gonna, book. We're going to go in and out. By yeah, I think, we're going to go in and out. I think his name is. I'm um, on no sleep, dude. I think his name is Daniel. P- Pink, something like that. He wrote a book Plainview? called Daniel Pink. It's Daniel Plainview. If I wrote a book, you'll agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were doing, I was doing a bit earlier um, yesterday, Ben. It was Tyler Perry's uh, There Will Be Blood. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah he was yeah. just like, what were the lines? I don't even remember them now. I, if I say, I I'm, drink your lean cup. <laughs> It was yeah. It was it was. You have a cup of grape soda, and my straw goes all the way across the room. Yeah, I drink your soda. <laughs> I drink it up. If I say I'm an woman, there you'll agree. But they're just at the family bowling lane right. with all the kids, just in, with pizza and shit. Now, Dan, Daniel Plainview is Tyler Perry. If I make a movie and call it Boo Two, you will watch it. You will watch it up. If I put Tyler Perry Presents, you will watch it. There's a whole ocean of shitty movies under our feet, and only I can make them. Yes. <laughs> is Paul Dano Larry David in this movie? Yes, he is. I, I mean, sorry, Larry the Cable Guy. Mm-hmm. I don't Larry know why the I David keep saying guy. that. It's because anyway. of Zach Galifianakis' joke, Larry the David Guy. Sorry. Anyway, that was a bad bet. Um, on to the serious thing. There's this guy, Daniel Pink. He's a Harvard um, researcher on happiness, and he talks about He's done... Man, how miserable is that guy? <laughs> He's devoted his life to studying happiness. He actually seems like a genuinely very happy guy. Yeah, he's probably a serial killer. But continue. <laughs> he, might, he might be. He seems gen- like you. You know, when you watch somebody who seems genuinely happy, and you're like, is he just a sociopath that's fooling me? But he seems like a genuinely happy person. The happiness advantage, right? He talks about. That's, he wrote that book. No, I think it's stumbling. He might have, but the one I wrote was stumbling on happiness, and he talked about one of the like he studied all these people. He studied the effects different things have on happiness in your life. Like he interviewed people who had gotten their legs cut off in a car crash and he interviewed millionaires who like had attempted suicide. Right. And one of the key things from his study was he found happiness does not increase after $80,000 a year. 
yes. in income. It does increase a little bit, not as much as people think, just because you're not as stressed. But once it gets up to about 80,000, like the difference between 30 and 80,000 is big. Yeah. Sure. Once you get up to 80,000, there is like no difference between 80,000 and $500,000 a year. There's yeah, almost yeah. no difference yeah. in how happy you are. And he talks about the hedonic treadmill, which is a thing I communicated to you. Is that like getting a blowjob while you're on a treadmill? That's right. <laughs> Hell yeah, dog. Hell yeah. <laughs> no, it, it's, it's basically saying Hell that yeah. whatever you get in your life, whatever good fortune comes to you, you just adjust to it. That's how life works. The same with bad fortune. He, he, he was literally saying, and it, it sounded crazy at first, but once he explained it more, he was saying that like after two years, there is almost no difference in your happiness f- between losing your legs in a car accident and winning the lottery. Hmm. Two years later, you have the exact same level of happiness because people just adjust. Yeah. And then also, that is one key to why people are not happy because they can't increase their happiness with things that they get. Right. The second reason that people are unhappy is the fact that when you imagine a different life, when you're jealous of, when you cover your neighbor's stuff. Yeah, yeah, I do it on Zillow all the time. Do it on Zillow. You covet a house you want to live in. You covet a Look job. Look places in Alaska, you know? You covet, you covet a career. You covet any type of life from yeah. somebody. What you do is you imagine, because this is just how the brain works, you, you imagine all the good things, and you leave out all the bad, boring parts. Like You, yeah. you like covet this idea of like making 100 grand living in you know, Dallas, Texas, and having three kids but you don't imagine the stress of your job and the worrying about putting yeah. food on your kid's plate and like, oh, no, my son has, like, my youngest son now has leukemia and right all this, or my wife cheated on me one time <clears throat> or all these terrible things. You just imagine, like, this little shop of horrors somewhere that's green type fantasy where it's like, yeah, we came home from work and every day was a beautiful day. That's how you imagine your head, and that leads to a lot of unhappiness is that yeah. comparison. Well, the, uh, I really like uh, Victor Frankl's book, Man's Search for Ultimate Meaning, because he does talk about essentially just finding... Man's Search for Meaning. Man's Search for... Yeah. Oh, well, I guess he's written... He, there's like 12 of them. They, them, uh, Search for Meaning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I was Very. in the Holocaust, I learned to pull my socks up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, but he, he essentially, you know, had a little flower that he took care of while he was in the concentration camp and mm-hmm. just having was a, it a weed flower. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> that's that's what that book's all about. Hell yeah, he's growing weed. <laughs> growing weed I guess the I, chambers. If, once you f- surrender to jaw. <laughs> and you're able to <laughs> he's just a, he's, he's just a Rastafarian guy yeah, yeah. in the camp he's in the middle of the camp he's like I, why has mother Gaia forsaken us <laughs> <laughs> no but he, he essentially just says do something to give your life purpose and it doesn't have to even mean anything it can yeah. be a bullshit flower mm-hmm. uh, but just yeah find meaning and I, I think uh, the, the comparison all that stuff and that's why I say that Ben is like you know because you, you you may like is the dog throwing up Jesus. Yeah, it just uh, it just uh, yeah it just threw up. Great, um, <clears throat> it's because we're getting serious now on the pod. No, well, it's because they get into that that fucking apple tree. They climb that damn apple tree and they get six or seven apples every time they go out. Yeah, fucking bananas. Yeah, fucking apple dumpling gang over here. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, I, you know, the think the 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 evil is comparison and and not. Uh, not living in uh, gratefulness, you know, mm-hmm. not living in, in, in those, you know, enjoying what you have and whatnot. And, you know, it's, I, I, that's probably, it's, this podcast would not be funny if we all right. lived our lives. 
uh, <laughs> I feel funnier just because I'm in a fucked off place right now. Yeah. You know, Can See, I, I always I always feel funnier when I feel mentally better. I, I feel better I when I'm like manic. For sure. I am. I'm very I'm I'm funniest when I feel good about myself. Uh, because when I feel bad about myself, I assume everything that I'm going to say is going to get made fun of or people are going to call me stupid or whatever. Well, yeah, I feel like I'm more creative. I'm willing to take more chances because yeah. I like honor what I actually make and can create. Like I honor my body. Well, right. Let me ask you guys. This, I want to honor your body. This is something I've been thinking about. <laughs> so like like making jokes and uh, uh, being funny. Uh, that's like a would you would you agree or disagree that that's a coping mechanism? I think it is Agreed. a coping mechanism. Yeah. So the so it's a coping mechanism and that's a muscle you build as you are in a career of like entertaining and being funny, right? Mm-hmm. And so y- you get better and better and better with that coping mechanism and it gets stronger and stronger as a muscle in your body. At some point does that not benefit your overall happiness but it does benefit your success? Well, I think it, it depends on what you're you're doing because I think, and I think some of the, and I'm, I mean, feel free to disagree with me. It's not like a fact, but I think some of the funniest stuff is the stuff that you create in order to cope with your your sadness. You know what I mean? Like because it's usually very honest and real and personal. Yeah, and uh, you know the 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 stuff that is. You know that you're doing because it's your job. It's probably not going to be as funny as the stuff that you create in order to survive your trauma. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah and I think there's also a thing. I think there's a difference between what you're talking about. Where I think there's two types of humor. There's a sense of humor, and then there's per- being performatively funny or entertaining. And the thing about being performatively entertaining is it is fun and it gets you in a flow state. But it's not for you. I think when you have a sense of humor about your own life like if i go into an acid trip or something like that if i get in a real zen like mode it it doesn't even have to be on acid there's been times where i've entered a real zen like mode and there might be something going wrong with my life and i just am able to have a sense of humor yeah into like oh look at the grand joke of all this look at this you know this fucking right not to be bill hicks at the end of a comedy special but like look at all this ride that we're all participating in. And you can almost look at it as like, look at this magical moment that I get to go through grief or pain or sorrow or anger or whatever. Yeah, well, having the insider information, when you look at your life without an ego, when Mm -hmm. you're able to step outside of yourself and look at yourself as a character in a movie or in the play of the world of the universe, and then you're also able to identify your genuine feelings. Mm -hmm. And then you're able to see, oh, look, (laughs) Oh my god, this guy's fucking crying because a girl won't text him back. Right. Like that's oh man, come on, that's not that big of a deal or whatever. Right. Like you you're able to step away from yourself and be like, "Oh, he's oh, look at that. He's throwing a fit because he can't open his can of beans." Right. Like it's just but like I do think there is a second step involved with that because for a long time I'd be like, "Oh, look at me, you know." It wouldn't be as as said as graciously, but it's like, "Oh, look at me. I'm sad cuz a girl won't text me back." It's like, "Get fucking over it." I think there's a great thing. It's like, oh yeah, a girl won't text you back. Isn't that, isn't that funny that like you're upset about that? And then allow yourself, because I think when you view your own emotions like that, you realize that they're not horrifically serious. You're not going to be burdened with this emotion for the rest of right. your life. So when you're looking at it with that lens, you can allow yourself to feel that emotion where you're like, okay, I'm just going to feel sad now and that's yeah. okay. I'm going to actually process the emotion and get it out of my fucking body right. so that I can go and live a healthy life, a healthier life yeah. now because of that yeah when you stop taking it personal and stuff it does become easier to laugh at it and have it not af- affect you yeah. as much you know 
Um, plus, you, I, I, if you're watching a, a show or whatever, you don't just go like, oh, you know, you're not watching Young Sheldon and going like, oh, man, the whole world's against Young Sheldon. You know? <laughs> uh, he just can't get it. Nothing's ever going to go Young Sheldon's way, you know? It's because uh, you, you, you're not personalizing it, you know what I mean? Right. And then you, you're able to sit there and go, oh, look, he's just been sitting on the couch playing Dark Souls 3 for the last six <laughs> hours. No wonder he's sad, you know, as opposed to like, ah, oh, yeah, no, nah, there's, yeah, he sits there and plays because if he ever tries anything it's just not gonna fucking work out everybody knows that shit <laughs> you know it's you you're just like what an idiot you know it's so obvious when right. you can step back for a little bit by the way i feel like as the podcast goes on your buttons just get more and, and more undone i'm you just, just getting keep, hot yeah you are <laughs> i'll tell you what ben's playing with his cock over here yeah ben i think to further <laughs> answer your question a little bit kevin please we're serious now um <laughs> to further answer your question a little bit there's this book i bought i read half of it i'll be honest about that but it's called yes it's it's the hungry hungry caterpillar (laughs) (laughs) i'm just like yeah i'm going through my life i'm like man i wonder what happens to that fucking caterpillar i gotta finish that shit god damn it takes me four months to read i was reading this uh this book it's uh called uh the three bears (laughs) i only got halfway through it but you know, it's a life is too hot, too cold. Right. Sometimes it's just right. Yeah, yeah, know? and they're all about three Owen Benjamin fans. That's the book. <laughs> yeah, the girl, uh, Little Red Riding Hood is Laura Loomer, and the mama bear is Nancy Pelosi, and Laura Loomer is trying to climb in the window of uh, Nancy Pelosi. Who's house. who's Laura Loomer? Do you yeah. remember when Laura Loomer tried to climb in Nancy Pelosi's? window like up in uh like martha's not who is laura loomer laura loomer is that girl who chained herself to twitter headquarters because she got banned Mm. do you not remember all that happening i do remember that yeah vaguely i don't remember her name she's like she's an alt right or alt light person or whatever with gavin and all those people yeah i I, I will i want you to finish talking about your book but i do want it because you have called me out on some bullshit you heard me say on a podcast when you were around by the way, you just brought up Laura Loomer. We had to ask twice before you would explain who the fuck she was. But on the Tom Goss she podcast. She was on Roseanne's talk show. You go like this. You go, uh, well, yeah, but you have to tell us that if we ask. You know, if we go, who's she, that? She was you on can't go, Yeah, she like I did all this stuff. And then you're like, well, who is it? I thought you like, guys knew who Laura Loomer was. No, Well, that's why we asked who it was. But I, I, on, the, on, uh, on Leaving the Tribe, you go, uh, yeah, I was an intern for, uh, for this company called Funny or Die. It's a, it's a website run by Will Ferrell. <laughs> well, uh, now. It's so old. I don't know if people fucking know anything. It's about an it. online platform where people are able to communicate internationally by going on there and they post humorous videos. And uh, Will Ferrell, he was uh, he was a comedian. He was on Saturday Night Live, which is a late I night didn't show. Do that. You, I honestly don't think anyone knows what Funny or Die is anymore. But they know but what they know Laura, Laura Loomer is. is. Yeah. Jinx, you owe me a blowjob. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. I, I, okay. Fair. I did kind of get owned. I mean, I kind of got owned. I don't want I you think to the company owned. is like dissolving and they haven't been present in like two years. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah. We mm. really uh, fingered your baby ass on that one. <laughs> uh, got re molested. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. You read a book. You so I read a book. It. Um, it's called uh, Variance on Life um, by this Harvard professor, George E.E. E. Valiant. Um, weird fucking name. Um, he basically did these studies at Harvard where he they took it's the largest and longest study of this type. He inherited it from another professor who died. They studied um, individuals who were at a freshman in Harvard. They picked like a thousand individuals and they followed almost all of them. I think like 950. They followed them for like 60 years. Every seven years they check in, right? Yeah, every seven years they yes. check in throughout their life and they like like write these like long biographies. They interview them. 
and they there, kind of break down. There's a TV series about them where they interview. They show the interviews with the. the You're kids. thinking of a different thing. There's a okay. documentary called Seven Up where they yeah. do a different documentary about these people every seven years of their life. Okay. Okay. So this, this is, is a similar thing. I think they interview them every five years, but it's very similar. Okay. And so they basically their whole study was well, what leads to a better life? Like what attributes lead to a better life? In the long run, because they some of these guys grew up and became senators. Some became comedians. Some became alcoholics. Some died of like in a gutter somewhere, homeless. And so they listed all the traits that lead to a better life, and be, not even being a better life. What allows you to deal with the stresses that come with everyone's life? Just the yearly things that you have to go through: loss, death, yeah, breakups, moves, stress. One of the key, I think it was the second most powerful trait was a sense of humor. It was literally just the ability to joke about something, laugh at it. And because of that, you were able to kind of embrace what was happening to you. Like joking about something, you know, it sounds stupid. It sounds like I'm going to do some all right argument about why humor is great. But it's joking about something really can take the fucking teeth out of the thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, like right. you've had something happen to you horrifically years ago that you joke about, and now it's not as strong. I, actually, I guess you're right. There's just, there's, oh, Jace, this is it. It's that David Foster Wallace thing where he says there's two forms of humor humor that transcends pain and humor, humor that transfigures pain. Right. So there's bad, there, it, it can be a bad coping mechanism and it can be a good coping mechanism. Yeah, exactly. It's just how you use it. Yeah. yeah. What if you finished reading that book and the last page just is a, a huge print that just says Hong Kong? <laughs> <laughs> it's a big honkler at the end. And I, I mean, it's just my face and it says got you bitch. Right. It's so it, and I feel <laughs> su- like such a hypocrite saying all this because I've been going through so much stress in the last week and have not been handling it well. But it's it's I think it's important to try and kind of like maintain this idea as you go through life. It's just like it's really not yeah. that fucking and when yeah. I was getting really stressed in the last week, like these last ten days have been like maybe one of the shittiest ten days I've had recently. Um, I will say, and I don't know if there's some sort of uh, psychic uh, phenomena that happens, or maybe it's the season change. Mm-hmm. Um, but because you were saying that you were really down, because we were supposed to record right uh, the other day, and you said you were really bummed out, and I was feeling incredibly down. And then I talked to like three other comics who were just like, "I don't know what's going on, but I'm just fucking depressed." I feel fucked up. Yeah, I wanted and, to drink so bad at five in the morning. Anthony Desimito last night before we uh, sucked face on stage <laughs> was was saying that he was bummed out too. And I I don't know. I I feel like it is some sort of seasonal change thing, perhaps. I but, think there's a collective unconsciousness type of thing. I yeah. noticed that too. Like anytime <clears throat> I felt fucked, all of my friends have also seemed to have felt fucked. Yeah, and yeah. there's part of me that feels like it it might have to do with something to do with it's 5g you, cell phone towers yeah yeah <laughs> it could be it could be we don't know yet be. well i think it, it it might be uh a thing where people are just i don't i don't know though because i genuinely like when you were like i'm feeling kind of down today i was genuinely like yeah i'm fucking pretty down myself i think there is something about the fall where it's like i know we don't experience it that much in la but the fall of uh the sin yeah the original the sin. yeah and no like just entering like autumn oh i i'm sorry i feel like there is um <laughs> you took it so metaphorically i really did i'm sorry i really did you jump to like Carl Young yeah, all of a like, sudden. Yeah, it really is about the fall. No, I think there's something about the fall where it's like, you know, that's a time where traditionally death has started to creep in, plants start yeah. to die, things start to get harder. 
I think there's probably something programmed into our caveman DNA that's like, yeah, this is the time that you start to slow down. Right. And things get worse. So it's maybe there's just like just getting less sunlight or like it getting colder out. There's something that like just triggers in your body to be like, oh, yeah, I'm feeling kind of fucked. You know, I feel like every December I've just been evaluating my life. I I have noticed that my uh, because I do I do feel some sort of mild bipolar with myself Mm -hmm. and i have noticed because i typically i lose weight during the this is odd but during the winter i send i tend to lose weight and i tend to feel better about who i am really i feel good and then in the summer i start feeling uh like i get these bouts of depression in the summer a lot of the time it could just be a seasonal effective yeah your body might try to create more body heat at night because it's colder yeah and that ends up burning more fat which gives you more energy which makes you feel better here's a theory i think it's because i get to wear my members only jackets during the winter <laughs> and it actually makes well, me feel you do better feel more confident myself. in a jacket i do yeah well because you can't see my uh my big ass protruding nips <laughs> big nips by the way that uh the the booker at the uh, at the improv goes hey let's see what you look like without a jacket let's see uh let's see what what you're like without a jacket i want to i want to check this out and I then I did a set without the jacket. And she immediately was like, hey, why don't we go ahead and keep the jacket on, huh? You take your jacket off on stage and everybody gets the large Marge eyes from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> yeah, it's like Samson cutting his hair off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, Man. I. it was funny because when I got on stage, I immediately was like, yeah, I just feel weird just, you know, in these T-shirts because my uh, huge ass nipples <laughs> Are just pro- I'm just pointing at everybody, right. and then like my whole set's about my you body. You just start crying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm a fat fucking piece of shit. I just ball. Everybody's laughing. They're like, rush. <laughs> like, it's the best I've ever done. Yeah. I don't know, man. There's something about... I feel like I get sad in a different way than I used to get sad, and I know, I'm worried this is getting self-indulgent now, but I don't know. Maybe people relate to it. I feel like as I've gotten older, I've gotten sad and like more of a grand way where I think it's probably healthier where I'm just like, Oh yeah, I'm just fucking sad. And it's like, you just be sad. Like I'm not like, Oh, I need to feel better. But there is like, yeah, there's a part of me that like sinks into when I get sad. It's like, Oh yeah. Life is just fucking sad. And I hate that. I hate that about myself. Cause it reminds me of my fucking dad just being like, Oh yeah, life is sad and you never feel good. And just sinking in and letting that feeling, the worst part is you let that feeling really envelop you like a fucking just sinking into oil and you don't fight it yeah. is what I is what I hate. Yeah, but, it's such a weird juxtaposition to love life but hate yourself. Yeah, I, it, I, I, it really is. Yeah, because it's like I think life is good. I do, but I think my life is bad. Like that's how I feel because about it. Because it's yours. Because it's mine and because I like a big one for me is I'm like there's so many things I should have done and I should have been so much better and I'm such a fuck up that I'm just constantly ruining everything. Yeah, like at my job, I'm running around, I'm stressed out. And then I'm looking at these other people. They seem relatively fine. I'm yeah. like, I'm like literally like pulling my hair out. Yeah. I get jealous. Cause I'm like, everybody's on a cocktail of something to get them by. And God damn it. I don't have a cocktail anymore. Right. I are, don't have. Are there some people thing. who are just like, seem like NPCs and they just don't like, they're just like, Oh yeah, you know, I ate today and then I did my job and then I went home and that's what, what God, I do. And I, God, yeah. I want, I want that so bad dude. Cause I've literally like at work, I've cried four times in the bathroom and then the, like the grand, like the thing that really drives me crazy because is it's a gender neutral bathroom. <laughs> I'm like, oh no! I saw a tampon. I saw one used tampon in a trash can. I'm like, no! <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> equal rights for women are just making you ball in the uh right no but i've i've cried in the bathroom and then i get so fucking what i get really upset is like why i get that like we're all probably all people that have experienced more trauma than the average person and i'm just like why is my fucking life this tough why yeah. does it have to be like this why do i have to a thing that really pissed me off is like why do i have to feel emotions this much i feel like i'm a fucking I'm stealing this quote from somebody, but I feel like I feel like a bleeding clitoris. Like I'm the most sensitive. Yeah. Like I'm like a magnet for universal pain and joy and love and sorrow and anger. And it's just like, why is every fucking emotion a ten? Yeah, you're like a freshly circumcised penis behind a, a pair of jeans with no underwear. Yeah. Constantly. <laughs> may, like, may, dude, may a I, strong wind like irritates me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. May I say something to both of you, gentlemen? Yeah, please. I just want to say, with no hint of irony at all, that I I really love you guys a lot. I, I love really you too, do. Ben. I love you too. And I'm kind of glad we're all fucked up <laughs> together because holy shit, it can't just be me, guys. Well, yeah. I, like, I, I, I love talking to you guys about this stuff because last night I wanted to drink so fucking bad and it's just like shit just gets, shit just gets fucking bon- bananas bonkers, yeah. you know? Yeah. Shit gets, yeah. Shit gets wild and the, and the thoughts you have, they're not good. They're not good thoughts, well, you know? You see it all the time in, in, in movies and, and I've seen it a thousand times in real life is the moment you open up a little bit and you start really being honest about your, your insecurities and, and the things that you're, that you're really trying to hide from everybody, you realize that everybody kind of feels the same way. That uh, not everybody, but a lot of people are just like, and just knowing that you're not alone is so powerful. Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes, some I don't know. Do, do a lot of people feel like they're not going to make it to their forties? I don't know. I, you know so that's I mean? the thing is, I wonder. Like, I feel like sometimes I feel like I'm like I don't know how how many more years I can do this. I always thought I would die before thirty, Ben. A hundred percent. I used to tell my wife that. That's interesting. That I, I, At I, your own hand? No, 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 no. Oh. no. Um, I always thought I would kill myself before I was 25. That was yeah. like a real thought I used to have. Yeah, I, but it's it's um, you really have to, and I hate to be you know this guy, but life is a fucking gift. It really is a gift that we get to experience life, and we have these opportunities. We were born in America, uh, you know, and I'm I'm not I'm not. I don't need any, uh, you know, America the Beautiful in the background on this right. one or anything. But no, we were born in America to to relatively, uh, you know, a, a relatively great life, you know, comparatively. And nine times out of ten, the things that's that's getting in our way is just not living. It's just yeah. living in the past. You know what? You and know constantly what? Constantly thinking about the future. Yeah. You know what is a funny one? Jumping off that. And sorry, I have, I have two quick points real quick before I forget because I forgot so many points. They talk about in that um, variance of life, like the number one contribution to a successful life is literally social support. Yeah. Being around people, it's, I've almost gotten mad at this. It's literally the best thing you can do for your mental health is having friends and having people that you love and cherish and interacting with them. Anytime I've been depressed and I've gone around friends, I've felt a million times better yeah. because you're just supposed to be that as yeah. a person. We are a communal species. We really are. And, and I think the the farce of social media and thinking, Oh, mm-hmm. I'm okay because I've got 4,000 friends on Facebook. Uh, I think it lulls people into a sense of false security that they know is bullshit. Right. And the, I, I'm telling, we are in a time right now. We are, we are, we live in a society. Uh, <laughs> no, we are in a time right now where people are 
less socially engaged with one another than they ever have been in the history of humanity. Yeah, that's what I was going to jump off of was you say, like, we're so lucky to be born in America. There's a part of me that's like, I feel so unlucky to be born in 1990. I feel so unlucky sure. to be in my 20s in 2009. Yeah. Because part of me is like, well, I just wish I could have been like born in the 70s or something. And I know that's a universal thought. Sure. But no, I do I, feel okay. like I do feel like it's relatively true now because it's like, you need so many fucking mechanisms in your brain to avoid this cocooning effect that is so natural to people. It right. is so natural to just have TV on in the background. Here's how I spent my Friday night. You have TV on in the background that you're not paying attention to while you fuck around on four different apps on your phone over and over again. It is so easy to fall in that trap God, of how that is of cocooning. There's well, literally a term that yeah. um, sociologists are coming up with. It's called cocooning where people are just not interacting people aren't hanging out with friends they aren't going to dance they aren't yeah. fucking anymore people are going out of the town the square ever. yeah exactly we're all agoraphobes now i mean you you really have to go fuck. strive yeah well yeah if you can't you you really have to strive for that human interaction and i you know i i i feel like an old man when i give you guys shit about being on your phones and like i mean i can't i can't tell you how many fucking times this just happens every day all day where i go to hang out with somebody i go to their house we put something on tv they're not even fucking watching i'm laughing at something that's on the tv i look over there on their phone and i'm like what do you what's going on oh they're i'm looking at a world map right now i just wanted to see where winnipeg is and it's just like what could you put your fucking phone down for a second? Yeah. You're killing yourself. Well, we're millennials, Kevin. Yeah, we're but the depressed but generation. I, I, I do want to understand. I don't know that you're that you're ironically saying that for a humorous effect, but it, you're, you're that's that those are the type of excuses that get you fucking nowhere. Do shit to make your life better. Put your fucking phone down. It's like all these old people that would come <laughs> into the the Apple store and they would be like yeah, my phone doesn't work. It's a piece of paper. And then I look at it, and they have airplane mode turned on. And I go, oh, yeah, what you have to do is just turn airplane. <laughs> I can't. Uh, you know, I'm 60. You know, I can't I can't figure that out. It's too hard. I'm going, shut your fucking bullshit brain excuse off and listen how simple this is. Well, that's the great that's the great struggle for everybody. I mean, we talked about it with you even where it's like, or me or anybody. It's like, yeah, everybody. I know I mean, I'm part of it. I know the solutions to make my life happier. I know I should throw my fucking phone in the garbage, get a flip phone. I should like work out every day. I should not be watching TV. I should read. I should write. I should draw. I'm doing some of those things some yeah. of the time, but it's so hard to. And, th and that's the thing, man, is like even saying it's so hard to do that. Is part of the reason you get trapped in that because yes. you go, it's so hard to do that. And you know, like, here's another way of looking at it. It's so hard to do that. Yeah. It's so hard to not do that. Like, it's so hard to live trapped in the fucking disease yes. of our current culture. And it's so easy. I've had stretches where I've really been on top of my shit and I'm working out all the time. I'm not on my phone. I'm writing. I'm meditating. It is so much easier to live that way. I'm, yeah. I'm breaking up now. It's so much easier to live that way. There's like a quote where it's discipline equals freedom. And I didn't understand that for a long time until you look into it. If you have the discipline to wake up at a certain time every day, stick to a schedule, get your workout in, eat healthy, stay off your phone. If you have the discipline to that, you then have the freedom to actually do what you want rather than be trapped in your house and right. depressed all the time. Well, when the, when the Bible talks about, you know, sin and they go, you know, I, 
I constantly do things I don't want to do, and I do things I I don't want to do. And like the thing, I don't what verse is that? I, it's a uh, bullshit twenty six five. Yeah, it is. It no, is, I'm, I'm actually wondering what prison. is like the. I know you can't pull the actual verse, but like, what is it close? <clears throat> I think to? you could probably uh, you could probably look it up I, the Bible verse, but it's a it, it it's. It, it talks about being a slave to your sin, and I think if because I can't, I can't just assume that everything that I learned was bullshit. There are some right. good shit in there, especially if you can, you know, David Foster Wallace it, and you know, you can understand that there are right. life lessons to to the Bible. The Bible. Um, I, I think the sin is being on autopilot and being that, you know, that thing that just literally just you just go through life, right. And you do what you you without effort put any effort towards anything. You end up doing what you don't want to do mm-hmm. because you're not being disciplined to do the things you say you want to do. Right. And this is coming from a guy that doesn't do shit. Yeah. Romans seven fifteen. I don't understand what I do for what I want to do. I do not. But what I hate, I do. What I that's hate, the, uh, I do. That's the NIV version. Do you want to read the Rick James version? Yeah. Yeah. Let's read it. <clears throat> Oh, let me pull it up. Hold on. <laughs> if anyone, I can't read from here. If one of you guys want to do it, by the way, if you uh, if you copy and paste that title into Gizoogle, it'll do a Snoop Dogg interpretation right. of it. Let which me is read very the funny. let me read the Rick James version actually really quick. Um, for uh, you do not w- do what it is. B. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> for some t- for what I want to do is whack, and what is whack I do. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's actually pretty good tra- uh, interpretation. Yeah, no, but thanks they- for throwing me an alley-oop three feet over there the we basket. Go. <laughs> hey, you nailed it, though. Yeah, great <laughs> job. Fucking nailed it. No, I, I, but I do think it is a universal thing that, that if you don't put effort towards your goals, you will end up doing the thing that you n- can recognize is actually destroying you. Right. Uh, it's, which is, uh, I, I don't know, I'm just Forgive putting Forgive them, that- for they know not what they do. Well, yeah. sure, yeah. Uh, Jesus wept. Yeah, <laughs> I did see a meme for, that made me laugh. Where it was, it was just like, "Forgive them, for they know not what it be, Mama." <laughs> uh man, forgive yourself because you do not know yourself. Yeah, I think you know. There's there's a lot of keys, and we've been over a lot of them. But it's you know, I think look at yourself with the compassion you have for somebody else. But then also like, you have to, and it's such a like a samurai type thing. You have to be able. To win, and this is something I struggle with so much, so I'm such a fucking hypocrite. Cain and Abel? Cain and Abel. Raising Cain and Abel. <laughs> you have to be able to, when you say it's so hard to do those things, you have to be, it's not hard. You have to get out of this fucking mind trap that you created for yourself, this illusion yeah. that it is so hard to do these things. Because that's what it's, sorry, I just bet. That is what is actually hard is getting out of the illusion of not doing something. Right. It's like you need to like walk through life with like this vigilant observing mind realizing what you're actually doing in a given moment. Yeah, one of which which why I think it's so valuable to, you know, try to destroy your ego and the fact that you think that the world is out to get you or the mm-hmm. not you but the universal you but like the uh, just being able to see yourself as a character in in the movie that is whatever you know right th- because then you can actually analyze what the fuck you're doing mm-hmm. you know what i mean and you can make those good decisions and whatnot um but i i i i do think you're right about you know kind of conceding 
to your thoughts that it's too hard. Yeah, like I yeah. drew th- I drew that cartoon the other day. Um, it's on my Instagram, and it pissed a lot of people off. Where it was it was a thought I had in therapy that was really life changing for me. Yeah. If I've talked about it on the podcast, forgive me, but I was literally just rambling in therapy, and I was I was kind of saying I was like, my entire life I thought I was trapped in this deep pit, this inescapable pit. And then there's certain moments where I just can look at it from a different angle yeah. and realize what I thought was a pit. I was just looking from above and it's actually a circle on the ground. It's just yeah. an area that I stand in. It's just a man's ass. And it's just a man's ass. Mm-hmm. But I can leave that area, that man's ass, mm-hmm. anytime I want. The hard part is that it's so often I forget that it's just an area that I can leave. Yeah. And people got really pissed. A lot of people were like, you don't, so you're fucking telling me I choose to be depressed. I'm like, I'm not saying that. Depression is very, very real and it affects so many of us. But the real dangerous part of depression is that it lies to you that you can't do anything. Right. The, I, the truth is that it, 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 it may, the, the truth is it's a, such a valuable tool right. to, to give yourself the possibility of being able to get out of it. Yeah. I think like depression is like people think depression is I can't do anything. And I think what depression really is, it's like, oh, I don't think I can do anything. That's the real power that I don't think I can do anything. Yeah. 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 I I will say, I know you love going to therapy, Jace, but if you need a friend, Mm -hmm. don't look to a stranger. (laughs) You know, in the end, I'll always be there. But when you're in doubt... And when you're in danger, take a look all around, and I will be there. I'm sorry. I'm just thinking of the right words to say. <laughs> I know they don't sound the way I plan them to be. What the but fu- if you wait around a while, I'll make you fall Only for me. I promise. I promise you I will. I'm sorry, but I'm just thinking of the right words to say. I know they, they Or should so- we do Sergio Simpson's version? Wait, what? what I is- don't think we can do either version. I'm right? okay, sorry, copper. but I don't thinking of the right words to say i know they don't sound the way i plan them to be but if you wait around while i'll make you fall for me i promise you yeah i made out with a dude last night but this is (laughs) i think i think it's i think it's wrapping up time we've done about an hour 40 now it is wrapping up time uh put a metaphorical fucking steering wheel in your hands put your goddamn phones down for a second and reach out to a friend right and i know it's from an unemployed guy right i'm telling you dude i i (laughs) i well i know i know it's tough and if i say that metaphor i know some people are going to think i'm attacking them i'm really not i know that depression is so so hard and it's so hard to f- do the things you want to do, but you can do them. You really can. Right. So just realize that the next time you're laying in bed, and I'm speaking to myself, the next time you're laying in bed until 4 p.m., and you're like, 4 a.m. Oh, 4 a.m., and you're like, I need to get out of bed. I need oh, to like, 4 p.m. 4 p.m. Oh, gotcha. I need, well, you're like, I need to get up. I need to work out. It's like, and then you're like, I can't. It's like, you can. Because I've had select moments where I thought I couldn't, and then I just go, you know what? Just fucking do it. Yeah. And I get up, and I go lift, and then immediately that mood I was in is lifted. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, you Guys, if you're out there and you're listening to the podcast, and it's hard for you to get out of your rascal scooter and go wipe <laughs> your ass, yeah. I, I just want you to know, it, yeah. just, just take a square. Yeah. yeah, take one square. Dude, Grab a square, get a yardstick, put the toilet paper on honestly, it. Honestly, watch my 600-pound life. I know we're trying to wrap up, but watch my 600-pound life because I was watching that, and I kind of saw 
my own depression realized in an absurd example because you see these people who are like 700 pounds and they're like you need to lose weight or you're going to die they're like right. we need you to lose 100 pounds so you can get that gastric bypass surgery and you see these people lie to themselves yeah. over and over and they go around they're like i can't i can't do it and then they come back in the doctor's office a week later and they've gained 30 pounds and yeah. they're like what have you been doing they're like i ate healthy every day and i worked out i don't Such i just bullshit. can't it's like no you ate cake every fucking day yeah yeah I love my 600 pound line. That doctor well, mostly is such just a because, badass. Uh, mostly just because I'm, I'm happy my ex-wife finally got her own <laughs> TV show. <laughs> I always knew she'd sell a show one day. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just remember that, you know, everybody's got their version of suffering. Maybe you look across the, sta- the table and you think, man, I wish I had a huge cock like Jace Avery. But you forget that he has to also deal with those balls <laughs> that are just so sticky and mm-hmm. long. And they're just getting caught up. Kevin in, is gay in for my dick. We're all realizing. Look, this. I just want. I just. I have a theory that one day you will fuck the pain away. <laughs> and I don't know where I got it, but uh, there's a philosopher out there, a yeah, woman, and she just. I'll be sucking on them titties like I wanted to. Yeah, yeah. sucking that, on my titties like you <clears throat> wanted me, calling me all the time. <laughs> okay, it's now it's quite beautiful. Fine, it's fine. It's all the time. <laughs> now I think it's wrap up time. Peaches. I do like the idea of uh, some guy who's like a guru, like a uh, uh, who's the guy with the huge hands, Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins, who's like, you just gotta fuck, guys. <laughs> you will fuck the pain away. Get it wet. Get it wet. Get the stick in the icky. Get your dong hard, and you will be happy. Guys, can we sing it together? Get that clam like, filled. Like, like, like a church hymn? <clears throat> Sucking Two. on my titties like you wanted me, calling me all the time. Like Blondie, check out the I don't know this part. It's fine all of the time. Like sex on the beaches. What else is in the peaches of peaches? Huh? What? (laughs) Sucking on my titties like you wanted me, calling me all the time. Like Blondie, check out my Chrissy behind. It's It's fine all of the time. It's gone on too long. Just cut to the chorus and we'll finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. What is the uh, chorus? Fuck the pain away. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Well, hey, well, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's. Fuck fuck the pain away. (laughs) Fuck the pain away. Fuck the pain away. Fuck the pain away. Fuck the pain away. I hate it. Uh, Fuck the pain away. Fuck the fuck the pain away. Fuck the pain away. I'm gonna 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 fuck. Fuck the pain away. I'm gonna fuck. Fuck the pain away. I'm gonna fuck. I'm gonna fuck the pain away. Please like and subscribe. Leave us a review. We will see you next week. Take care of yourself. Bye. A feeling of warm nervousness will unleash typically about an imminent event or something with an uncertain outcome. Oh God!
dumb. dumb.